from the Jersey Guy Sports. Your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Charlotte Knights. And I'm your host, Don. Thanks for listening. Today I'm going to be discussing the Rangers being eliminated, losing 2-1 in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final Saturday night in Tampa. So let's get started. The Rangers' season is over. After losing 2-1 to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final Saturday night in Tampa Bay. An outstanding season for the Rangers ended, unfortunately, with the Rangers continuing a familiar trend of not being able to score even strength goals. Igor Shosturkin, though, was absolutely brilliant. Maybe his most outstanding game of the playoffs, honestly, but it didn't matter. The Rangers' offense continued its anemic run through the end of the playoffs. I mean, give full credit here to Tampa Bay as they use their experience to block shots and shut down the Rangers' offense. But the Rangers continued that familiar trend of not shooting enough and not generating enough chances. It was kind of an unceremonious end to the Rangers' season. This was a series where the Rangers were up two games to zero and a game where they were a series where they were winning in the second period of game three by two goals. I know I've said this on a few other podcasts, but it bears repeating. The Rangers were up two games to none, and they were leading by two goals in game three. Jacob Tuba, Truba took three bad penalties, and the Rangers never really threatened Tampa again after that. They most certainly lost, the Rangers did, to a better team, but they most certainly could have, and in my mind should have, beaten this team in the series with where they were in the middle of Game 3, but none of that matters. The Rangers can certainly hold their heads high in the offseason as they definitely exceeded expectations, by a mile, really, in my opinion. They have areas that they definitely need to improve on, but they don't have a lot of cap space in the offseason to make too many improvements. So for Chris Drury, the general manager, it's going to be a tough go to try to get this team better without really much money at all to do anything. There's going to be a lot of big decisions coming up, but I'll talk about those on future podcasts. As for this game, Gallant mixed up the lines to start the game for some reason. Goodrow, Heedle, and Kreider were kind of the second line. Lafreniere was moved up to Mika's line in the beginning. It was Mika, Lafreniere, and Vitrano. Kako was a healthy scratch, and Rooney was in the lineup again instead of Ryan Ryu. So Tampa, you know, was seeing kind of a different kind of lineup, but it didn't matter. They looked very sharp. Tampa did early, and the Rangers, again, were jammed up in their own zone for the first five to eight minutes of the first period or so, as they have been really for the last three or four games. About halfway through maybe the first period, Tampa had what I thought was a decided, decided edge in play. The Rangers have having all kinds of trouble getting any kind of shots on goal, getting through the neutral zone with any kind of speed, or even retrieving the puck on the rare times they tried to dump it in the Tampa zone. The Rangers were thoroughly outshot and outplayed in the first period. They had lots of speed, Tampa did, and completely outshot, outattempted the Rangers all period long. The Rangers, via Igor Shosturkin, were very lucky to get out of the period 0-0 the first period. Igor was just incredible in this game. In the second period, Igor made spectacular, a really outstanding early save to keep it 0-0. Truba <clears throat> had another big hit. <laughs> it was borderline, and then the game got a little chippier after that. The Rangers, though, it didn't help them. They were still not getting many scoring chances at all mid right through the second period. They needed to play, in my opinion, at this point with more desperation and more urgency. I mean... 
I think it was eight minutes left in the second period. The Rangers had 11 fucking total shots on goal. 11 shots in an elimination game with eight minutes left in the second period. It's just not enough. You have to be more desperate than that. Then Stamco scored on what seemed like a harmless for him 45 foot wrist shot, which I'm still was, I'm sure it was still 80 miles an hour or something because Stamkos is incredible, but it didn't look like a shot that would normally beat Igor. Uh, but somehow it made it in. He was screened a little and Tampa was up one nothing and it felt like a dagger at the time. Then Tampa went on a power play with six minutes left on a Panarin high stick and Igor made save after save on that power play. And then afterwards he made save after save again. And they had, as Tampa had great chances all over, you know, as the second period went on. Second period ended one nothing as Tampa, as the Rangers had a grand total of 13 shots on goal. It simply was not enough. 13 shots on goal through two periods. It's just not enough. I mean, this is a do-or-die time for the Rangers, and the third period started, and Igor made a few additional big, big early saves. Um, Ryan Strom, as as the game wore on, looked less and less effective. He didn't even come out for the third period. Uh, even though he started the game, he did not play at all, so he was not well enough to even play. So they batched, they benched Capocacco, even though Strom was not really healthy enough to play. It was just a very weird decision by Gallant. The Rangers then went on a power play two minutes into the third period, and the power play looked dreadful, just terrible. Shots were getting blocked. They couldn't get into the zone. It was really a pathetic power play. Um, and, and overall, I have to say, Mika and Kreider, that line was awful. Um, it's astounding to me how poor Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider finished this season in this series. I mean, the last four games of the series were pretty much a complete and utter no-show by Mika and Kreider. Just complete and utter. Uh, at about 8.15 left in the third period, a really, really good effort by Lafreniere drew a penalty on Tampa Bay, and the Rangers went on the power play again. Um, and on this power play, it worked out a little better. They did move the puck better, uh, but they couldn't generate a lot of shots, even though it looked a little better. The Rangers then late in the face in the power play, they won a faceoff, and Frank Vitrano ripped one past Vasilevsky to make it 1-1 with 6.50 left in the game. And it felt like the Rangers had a little life. It was a tie game in game six. They had to get one more. Unfortunately, that lead and any kind of good feeling that the Rangers had lasted for exactly 21 seconds. Because 21 seconds later, Igor made a spectacular save on Stamkos on what was basically a two-on-one, but the rebound bounced off of Stamkos' leg and into the goal, and Tampa went back up two-to-one immediately. It was an absolutely gut-wrenching freaking goal. 20 seconds after the Rangers tied it, after they worked all game to get back in it and tie it, 20 seconds later, Tampa scored and went up 2-1. Igor, I have to say, was absolutely brilliant, by the way, this entire evening. But he was hung out to dry the entire friggin' night. He made several other brilliant saves just after the goal. Tampa, honestly, Tampa should have had like 10 goals in this game. It was insane. Igor, unfortunately, can't score goals on his own because they probably would have needed him to do that with their pathetic, anemic, offensive, you know, effort the Rangers have had in the last four games. And the Rangers, unfortunately, never seriously threatened again. And they lost the game 2-1. to one. They lost the series 4-2, to two, and the Rangers season ended with a close loss to what is probably a better team in Tampa. 
in the end, you know, the Rangers simply could not find offense again, yet again. And that'll probably be the epitaph for the 2022 Rangers. Absolutely no even strength goals in the last three games. And I think one even strength goal in the last four games. Zero in the last three. One in the last four games. I mean, you have to do better than that. This team had that problem for much of this year, right? And it was said over and over during the regular season that the Rangers at even strength needed to score more, right? Their power play was always spectacular and it finished the season in the playoffs in great fashion. But even strength during the year was a problem. Then the trade deadline came and the Rangers didn't seem to have that much of a problem with even strength goals anymore. But in the end, when it most mattered, it came back to bite them here against Tampa Bay. As we look back, I think the Rangers can hold their heads high as they head into summer. They constructed a team that far, far exceeded all expectations coming into this season. A lot of their success, however, is predicated upon having a spectacular goaltender. Too much of their success, honestly. And that is not a way to win championships. You have to have scoring along with goaltending. Uh, and that's something that has to be addressed in the offseason. They absolutely have to get more five-on-five scoring than they had this year. And quite honestly, as I think about the playoffs, the Rangers, in my mind, probably need to establish a real, actual checking line. They don't have a checking line. Carolina certainly had one, and it killed Mika and Kreider for a long time. Tampa has one for sure, and it shut down the Mika line effectively most of the series, and certainly in the last four games. The Rangers do not have a defensive checking line, and it's something that they probably need to build, and they have to use it consistently and effectively against other teams' top lines as they think about what's needed going forward. Coming into this NHL season, it would be hard for any Ranger fan to imagine, in my mind, I mean, having a better season than this, right? Still, when you get this far in the playoffs, it's hard not to be disappointed, especially how this year and this season turned in this Eastern Conference Finals in the middle of Game 3. I just I keep harping on that, but boy, you're up two games to none. You're winning by two goals in Game 3, and then just every single thing turns. Even so, I would definitely, I will definitely remember this Ranger team, you know, uh, very well uh, as a team that really exceeded expectations. And in a way, it was odd, right? During the season, I never really got the feeling that this was a championship team. They were a good team, you know, maybe at times a very good team, but I never really felt they were a great team. And that same feeling honestly persisted throughout the playoffs. Yet as I got to the middle of this series, I almost felt like they could really do it. But in the end, you know, talent generally wins out. In baseball, right, great pitching can overcome a lot. In hockey, Great goaltending can overcome a lot, which kind of what happened here. But in the end, the most complete teams generally win, right? And that's what the Rangers need. The Rangers have to become a more complete team than they are now to become elite. And it's up to Chris Drury, the general manager, to do that. We'll see, you know, what this offseason holds for the Rangers. But the dream of a Stanley Cup in this year is over. The Rangers, on the plus side, are a very young team. They have lots of young talent everywhere you look. Uh, they have lots of young defensemen in particular that they can use as trade bait to get other people. 
and I mean a real surplus of young defensive talent. Um, they have several young forwards, right? They have the Kidlon, who's all under 22, and Alexi Lafreniere, who's 20, and Capococco, who's 21, and Philip Hedl, who's 22. They have a great young goaltender, Igor Shosturkin, who's about to win the Vezina Trophy as the best goaltender in the NHL. And so the future is bright, right, for the Rangers. But they have to make the right moves, and I think in the short term, to go from good to great. Now that this rebuild, I would say, is, I would say, effectively over. Because when you reach the Eastern Conference Finals and are two games away from the finals, it's hard to say you're rebuilding. So at this point, it's more about going from good to great. And then the Rangers need to make the correct, effective moves, either via the draft or more likely now through free agency or trades, to get this done. We'll talk more in a future podcast about the specific needs of what the Rangers are, but for now, it's kind of okay to be sad about the season, but also excited about the future of the Rangers. And that's all I have for you today, so thanks for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends all about it, and I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.